0: This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. We are under a dense fog advisory, 39 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Tuesday. It's the 23rd of January, 2024. Rich Molders with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And isn't it nice to wake up without any inclement weather in the forecast? We could have some storms today, but nothing that's going to disrupt Schools and businesses and government and all of that. We've got a little bit of rain here and there, but that'll end by 8 o'clock with more possible later and some locally heavy rainfall possible. We'll have periods of rain and thunder throughout the day, a high of 46. Tonight, rain early, then showers return overnight. Could see some thunderstorms, a low in the low 40s. Wednesday, considerable cloudiness with occasional rain showers and a high of 52. Cloudy Wednesday night, rain possible, low of 43. Thursday, there's a chance of a morning shower. Cloudy early with partial sunshine in the afternoon, a high in the mid-50s. Thursday night is cloudy, have a low of 40. And we'll have clouds on Friday and we'll get close to 60 degrees. There's rain in the forecast again on Friday night and throughout the day on Saturday, but we should see some sun peak out by Sunday. Right now, cloudy. Dense fog advisory in effect for the next hour or so, 39 degrees at the KVOM studios. Let's send out congratulations this morning to our KVOM employee of the day, Joni Bergner, at Arvest Bank. No obituary announcements to pass along, so at 7.32, let's check news. Disputes between City of Moralton officials that were brought to light in a special called meeting of the City Council earlier this month carried over to the group's regular monthly meeting Monday night. The January 8th special meeting that lasted nearly four hours, most of which was spent in executive session, was held so the council could begin investigating accusations brought by City Clerk Sherry Cody against Interim Parks and Recreation Director Jan Cummings regarding the operation of the Parks Department. Monday's meeting became contentious when Cody brought up concerns about the City's ability to pay outstanding bills from the General Account and Parks and Rec. That discussion led to a back and forth between the City Clerk and Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer, when council members questioned why the process of paying bills was brought up during the meeting.
1: I tried to discuss this outside of the council meeting, but y'all won't answer my emails. So that's why I'm having to bring it here. Trust we me, I don't like this. Most of them won't answer your email because you've called us narcissists, untrustworthy, Well, I liars. watched you sit and lie about, uh, she looked at vet because I know good and well that she told you exactly what she told me. I will tell you this as it long as you don't have get back to Jan. to do, to do chance. with the bills. Okay, let's read, let's, read yeah. the, let's read the so investigation Let's, right let's right just
2: finish the bill.
1: Right First. here. Is this good to pay? And he says yes. And now he wants to gripe at me. Do y'all see what I'm dealing with?
0: After several minutes of heated discussion between the city clerk, the mayor, and various council members, Council Member Greg Wiedower tried to get the meeting back on track. i do not mind discussing that, hey, budget's tight.
1: Well, and not the just, the just that. Everything that I order, have to say about Jan, I would rather not say it in, in a public meeting.
2: How would do it. I don't feel so like we're going to have all the bills paid here. by the 25th. Right, I agree. Right? So
1: on the 25th, yes.
2: Okay.
1: Sir. It's, it's quite but then America. on the 1st, we got a whole other round of bills that. Throughout yes. most months, we spend more than.
2: I, I really don't want to hear anymore. Let's just move on. Right. Thank Pay you. the bills and let's move
0: on. The bickering continued, however, when the council discussed approval to hire an additional clerk for sewer and trash billing. A lengthy debate over which department head should oversee the billing clerk. Nearly caused Councilmember Richard DeLuca to reach his boiling point. So, we're not that? against you.
1: Well, you were, were in than... the emails. You were in the emails. You were very much so against me. Yeah,
0: do I you see all too. these emails? Yeah, I did. I got them too. Yep. I'd like to turn these over to the public okay. so they can That's... go through and read it
1: yes, because I've been insulted, do. dragged through the mud, and attacked by this woman on multiple occasions. You've been attacked? And I'm out of patience. All I have tried to do is serve this city well. All I've had to do is try to build this town.
0: I am not attacking this woman at all. And if she continues to accuse me of that, I'm going to walk out of this meeting. The end of the nearly 90-minute meeting was set aside to discuss the findings of an investigation conducted by the City Council regarding Cody's accusations against Cummings and her oversight of the Parks and Recreation Department. Personnel Committee Chairman Aaron Spivey revealed the investigation involved discussions with numerous current and former Parks and Rec employees to assess the work environment within the department specifically examining individuals' sentiments regarding their interactions with Cummings. Spivey said the investigation found an impressive, dedicated, and fun-loving crew at Parks and Rec, that the department contributes significantly to the community, boasting an exemplary working environment, and that no single incident emerges as grounds for terminating Cummings. Spivey added that the findings also showed that Cummings garnered significant support and respect from the majority of the staff, and that the investigative process has had more detrimental impact on the well-being and happiness of the employees than any action of Cummings. Spivey also read a written statement from an unnamed Parks and Rec employee that seemed to suggest that Cody used her political position to influence the employee to talk to the council about Cummings. The meeting finally ended with a statement from Mayor Lipsmeyer that, in part, requested a public apology from Cody, to which the city clerk obliged.
1: Attacking people's character is an embarrassment to the city of Marlton on how she is handling this. Our clerk has single-handedly destroyed the working relationship with her, the mayor, and the city council. I feel you owe the interim part director, the mayor, and the city council of public apologies. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I am sorry, y'all. DeLuca added that the
0: past two weeks have been stressful for everyone involved, and he asked Cody to trust the city council to do their job. Cloudy and 39 at the KVOM studios. We're under a dense fog advisory for the next hour. Today's high 46. Thunderstorms with heavy rain are possible. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment
1: hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank.
2: Right in town
0: and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 738. We have fog and 39 degrees at the KVOM studios. Local water levels are improving, but Dale Gifford, manager of the Conway County Regional Water Distribution District, says there is still a critical shortage in the Marlton tank. He says there have been a few broken pipes and main breaks that have caused a setback, but most customers should have full water pressure. He recommends that conservation efforts continue for a few more days until the storage tanks get refilled. He says now that temperatures are above the freezing mark, there's no need to run a drip at your home. And he appreciates the efforts of customers to limit their water usage over the past week and for all those who reported leaks to the water company.
1: And I sure appreciate our public. If, we, if it hadn't been for y'all, we would not have been able to make it through this. And I want to thank everybody out in the community and and give my deepest thanks.
0: Gifford says he's also extremely thankful for all the employees of Conway County Regional Water.
1: That's something people don't really know how much uh, they go through when they're out there in the middle of the night and it's freezing weather down in the water. I have an excellent crew. They have great hearts. And we couldn't have made it through without them, for sure. They jumped on every leak quick. As soon as somebody calls, we try to be on the spot, get them turned off. So uh, it's just a big process. And uh, without my crew here at the water company, we couldn't have made it.
0: The Perryville water system was also facing a critical shortage following last week's freeze, but officials there say the levels have improved. They said Monday the tanks weren't full, but were gaining water. They say it's not necessary to conserve water like it was over the weekend at Perryville, but customers are still asked to be considerate with their water usage so the system doesn't lose what it's gained. The Conway County Quorum Court has given approval for the county's administrative fire board to hire someone to serve as a full-time fire chief for the Conway County Fire Department. In Monday's regular monthly meeting, Justices of the Peace passed a resolution to create the position which would be under the supervision of the Administrative Fire Board and carry a starting annual salary of just over $51,000. In other matters, the court accepted an interlocal agreement with the city of Apollo in which the city will pay the county $54.83 per day for each municipal inmate housed at the county jail. County Judge Jimmy Hart explains the quorum court gave each city the option of paying that daily fee or entering into a contract in which a flat rate would be charged annually and OPLO officials chose the daily fee option.
1: Everybody's had the option they can do two things as per se, like Shane said, a contract or basically acquiescing to the daily rates that the court court set forth. And I think we've got one more to go talk to the mayor of Menifee today, and he indicated to me that they've already talked, and they're going to be sending us a letter, and I think their their option on this is going to be just what OPLO's done, 5483 a day.
0: Justices of the Peace Monday also approved personnel policy amendments to reflect a 3% increase in the starting pay for county employees. Let's take a look at our community calendar for you now. The Morrilton Municipal Airport Commission meets at 5.15 today at the airport. The Plumberville City Council meets tonight at 6. The Conway County Cooperative Extension Service is hosting a private pesticide applicator certification training. Tonight at 6 in the Dr. Larry D. Davis Workforce Training Center at UACCM, there is a $20 fee payable at the door, and for more information... Call the Extension Office at 501-977-2146. There will be a Conway County Quorum Court Grievance Committee meeting, Wednesday at 5 in the third floor courtroom at the Courthouse in Moralton. The next Eclipse Resource Sharing Meeting for the Villages and Landowners Committee will be held Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. at the Moralton North Fire Station. The Promotion and Events Committee will meet Thursday at noon at Conway County Farm Bureau. You can find a complete meeting schedule online at arkeclipse.com. And the Wonderview School Board meets Thursday night at 6 in the boardroom. If you're just joining us and you missed our morning news, keep in mind it's easy to time shift your listening by subscribing to the free KVOM NewsWatch podcast. It's available from Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, on our website, or on the new EAB Media app available from the App Store or Google Play. And you can subscribe for free. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published each weekday and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 7.43, we have fog and 39 at the KVOM studios. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning Newswatch continues.
1: Patty, Gene, stay back. Right in
0: town and always in touch.
2: Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, VOM's with Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Marlton's senior boys basketball team will have their undefeated conference record put to the test tonight. And Devil Dogs welcome Subiaco Academy to Devil Dog Greenham for the second of their two regular season matchups. Devil Dogs handed the Krogan's their only loss of the season when the teams met December 14th, and Subiaco and Marlton win, and this one would give the Devil Dogs a two game lead in the 4A4 standings put them firmly in the driver's seat in the conference race. The Subiaco win, however, would create a tie atop the standings, with the Devil Dogs and Krogan's each having one loss apiece. The Green varsity game is scheduled for 6 p.m., followed by the varsity game. This Friday, when Marlton plays host to Mean, in the South Cummings County School District will honor the state championship won by the 1972 73. Devil Dog Boys Basketball Team. Team members are invited to a dinner in their honor at 5.30 p.m. in the Devil Dog Arena Hospitality Room, and the team will be honored during halftime of the Senior Boys game that night. A big 1A4 conference showdown takes place in center tonight when Nemo Vista plays host to Wonderview. Daredevil's won both Senior High games, and the teams played at Wonderview in early December, but the Redhawks hope to even score on their home floor tonight. The action starts with a junior boys game at 5 p.m., followed by senior girls and senior boys, and we'll have the broadcast of those two senior high games tonight live on 101.7 KVOM online at kvom.com and on the EAD Media Group app starting around 6 o'clock. A few area teams remain ranked in the top five of their respective classification in this week's Arkansas Sports Media High School basketball poll. Marlton's girls are still ranked number two in Class 4A behind Farmington. Brooklyn, Greencree and Nashville round out the top five Marlton's boys are once again ranked third. Farmington's ranked number one in Class 4A boys, followed by Little Rock Christian. Subiaco Academy's ranked fourth. And Magnolia and P. Riggs are tied for the number five spot this week. In Class 1A girls, Winterview is ranked number five again this week. Mammoth Spring is a top-ranked team in Class 1A girls, followed by Norfolk, Mark Cree, and Concord. Bigelow's boys are ranked second in Class 2A behind England. Cedar Ridge, Riverside, and Marshall round out the top five. 747 now as we look at weather on this Tuesday morning. Current conditions in Marlton, humidity is at 100% with calm winds, barometric pressure, 30.11 inches. Low temperature this morning, 37 degrees where we are right now. High yesterday was 40. A year ago today, the low was 30. The high was 55 since uh, the system came in yesterday morning, we've received 1.88 inches of rain at the KVM studios. That brings our total for the year to 6.12 inches Our sunset. This evening is at 529, sunrise tomorrow morning 716, and we are under a dense fog advisory until 9 o'clock this morning. Rain chances continue, actually increasing chances this afternoon will be 90% chance with a high near 50 degrees today 100 percent chance of rain for this evening tonight and then 40 percent overnight with a low around 50 showers likely again tomorrow high near 58 and we'll be up in the upper 50s for highs again thursday and friday rain likely to continue through maybe wednesday night maybe a break friday but then friday night good chance of rain once again But temperature staying above freezing, it looks like, even for the overnight lows, at least through Saturday night. Right now, we do have some fog and mist and 37 degrees in Marlton. 7.48 on KVOM NewsWatch continues in just a moment.
1: Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS
0: number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender.
2: It is 7.52 now on KVOM. we joining our close-up interview this morning by Common County Judge Jimmy Hart. Good morning to you. Morning, Eric. All right. No Corp met uh, last night. It wasn't quite as entertaining as a city council meeting, but but anyway. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> but uh, did get some uh, some business taken care of there and uh i guess a big one uh, that something's been talked about a little bit did finally get approval for uh, to do a full-time fire chief position through through the uh, the county fire board corn
1: court through various meetings a couple of meetings in the past that i had discussed about that and uh um, they decided to move forward last night with creating that position at the bequest of the administrative fire board and uh so they're going to be, in what they've indicated to us, they're going to be involving our uh, chairman and vice chair of the fire chief's group. So hopefully mm-hmm. they wind up with a, a good person that's going to take and uh, get them on a path where they can move forward and good things are going to happen to folks in Conway County.
2: All right. Yeah, that was, uh, again, been discussed a little bit and did get uh, approval for that finally last it, night. It had been and
1: discussed quite a bit. Yeah. So okay. anyway, I think it finally come down to that. And uh, you now we'll just yeah, see how that works.
2: All right. And, of course, it was first meeting of the year, so a number of uh, kind of housekeeping uh, ordinances, if you will, personnel policy amendments, those yes. are for we for had
1: actually had three of those. What those yeah. dealt with was actually what they, the Corn Court decided to do was increase the starting pay. <laughs> Excuse me, and that didn't really affect a lot. affect a few people, not a lot, but it's just nothing to do with as far as trying. It's a recruitment mm-hmm. tool. It's about starting pay for new employees coming in, trying to bump that up a little bit. They did increase that three percent, far as the starting pay scale, and that involved, uh, I think, 911 road
2: department of basically all county employees. Yep. Okay. And uh, did have uh, disagreed that uh, agree, uh, interlocal agreement with Apollo. They're going yes. to the, the daily Interlocal agreement with
1: Apollo, and I think I stated that before that basically, uh, you know, there was a couple options of that. We've got a contract amount with the city of Marledon, we've got a contract amount with the city of Plumville opted for the daily rate pay on that and I actually talked to the mayor of a few years he indicated to me I was going to be getting a letter that uh, I think they're opting for the uh, daily rate too and that's 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 fine just as long as we get it all established and get it all in place and we'll be real
2: good. And that $54.83 that actually comes from kind of the, the cost of what that,
1: that actually comes per legislative audit that's done audits on I think it was 15 jails they had done those audits on and that wound up being come back being the average cost it was to hold the hold the
2: prisoner. Okay. All right. And uh, let's see, any other, I uh, did establish with a, a sheriff's vehicle yeah, fund? Yeah, they
1: had talked, the uh, corn court had talked about that back, you know, when we were in the budget talks and discussions and thought it would be a, a, a very a, a smart way to take and begin to take and accumulate some funds for them. You know, when you get into those vehicles, obviously, the they're not near as cheap as they used to be. And we're hoping these do us a long, long time, but obviously setting up a fund where they can accumulate some funds. So we don't have to go borrow seven hundred thousand dollars in one lick.
2: Sure. And you now, prior to the court, the uh, full quorum court-, court meeting it was a budget meeting. Was, uh, MedTech was talking, I guess. About well, actually, money.
1: it was after, and it was a meeting with, uh, and I think uh, uh, Tim Hill from MedTech, and we represented MedTech and come and talked about that. The eclipse coming up, and trying to look at, um, you know, with the situation and what options we've got as far as. Uh, and I think they were asking, obviously, for some additional funding to take, make sure when this uh, eclipse gets here that we can have potentially have to beef up our ambulance service and air transport, too. And uh, really a good presentation by Tim because I think there's some flexibility in that to saying, you know, we can start out and see what we've got. If We need if we need to beef up as much as maybe four more ambulances, we can have them and maybe some air transport and if we get into that maybe it's not as big a deal some of us or some thinks it's going to be not me okay mm-hmm. so i think it's going to yeah. be a really big deal okay but uh gives us some flexibility in that thing so they're looking at that uh, i think the question come up you know uh Obviously, he visited or talked to any of the other entities within the county as far as trying to maybe help subsidize some of that, and he had not. He indicated he would, so we're going to see how this thing works out. And You know, the main thing, obviously, what we're after is uh, making sure we maintain a service to the people of Conway County, but, uh, you know, I think what Tim indicated, what, you know, the, the circles that they work in, it could be as many as 350,000 additional friends in Conway County during that period so as we well know uh, that's uh what about 20 times what our population is so uh, a whole lot of folks
2: yeah absolutely
1: and for so sure. we've got to be somewhat prepared for that yeah, sure do all right anything else on well i'm just so glad i had to say this today i don't like the drizzly rainy weather but i'm so glad after about 10 days my feet finally thawed out a little
2: yes i think yeah we woke up to
1: temperatures <laughs> above freezing for first time in a while so i couldn't was... believe it it's it's a miracle <laughs> but uh yep. and they're saying now we're going to get into the 60s so uh I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't want anybody else, but I'm looking for some sunshine and some warmer weather.
2: Yep. Yeah, we'll be wearing uh, shorts and flip-flops here uh, well, coming up by the end yeah. of this week. Huh? It's uh, pretty unusual, I'll put yep. it that way. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much Bet. Thank in. you. County Joe Jimmy Hart again at 758 on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning
0: News Watch, the podcast edition.